Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family. This Sunday, we continue on in our Plot Twist sermon series with a conversation about Revelation chapters... Summer video number one, take four. Good morning, church family. This Sunday, we continue on in our Plot Twist sermon series with a conversation about Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. As we prepare to do so, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Revelation chapter 21 is one of the three major scriptures in the New Testament that help us to visualize our theology around the new heaven and the new earth. The first is in Romans 8. The second is 1 Corinthians 15. And then we have this set of scriptures in Revelation chapters 21 and chapter 22. Now, often when we think about life after death, we think about heaven. And in heaven, yes, God is somewhere. Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit is there. But mostly we imagine blue skies. People locally would say Carolina blue skies. Blue skies, and we're resting on a cloud kind of like we're floating down the celestial, lazy river of eternity. We might have angels' wings. We might have a harp there, or there's some faint angelic music in the background. It's kind of like a, an eternal beach vacation. Feels good. The, the warmth of God's radiance is on our skin. And we're fairly removed, actually, from other people. Well, maybe we have people that are really close to us that are hanging out on the cloud with us. But beyond that, there are other clouds out in the distance where there are other people enjoying the same kind of eternal existence. Well, these are fond uh, images that we might imagine, and they're often based on images that we have seen in paintings or Images of heaven that are visualized uh, across the centuries. But today we're going to focus on the image, the images that are offered to us in Scripture about the new heaven and new earth. We're going to talk about resurrection. Now, one of my favorite poems that uh, mentions resurrection is a Wendell Berry poem. It's uh, called The Manifesto, The um, Mad Farmer Liberation Front. And I just want to read a few lines of the middle of the poem and then jump to the end to a line that regularly comes back to me when I think about what it means to live the Christian life. Listen to Carrion. Put your ear close 
and hear the faint chattering of the songs that are to come. Expect the end of the world. Laugh. Laughter is immeasurable. Be joyful, though you have considered all the facts. And finally, at the end of the poem, Barry says two simple words. Practice resurrection. Practice resurrection. Let's take a moment to think about this movement between this life and the new heaven and new earth. Let's consider for a few minutes how we think about this movement from life as we presently know it to resurrected life, the new heaven and the new earth. I would commend a book to you by N.T. Wright titled Surprised by Hope. This is one of the best books on, on heaven, on resurrection, on the new heaven and the new earth and how it figures into or, or forms the basis of our Christian hope. So here we have life. And then this purple line is representing death. So we have life and then death. And then it gets a little bit fuzzy in our language. Often we say, well, we go to heaven or we go to be with God or we go to be resurrected. And it's really a bit fuzzy. When you look through the, uh, the scriptures and follow the progression, there's this sense that, yes, we can call this heaven the space of, of being with God. It is between life as we know it and the life that is resurrection. N.T. Wright calls it life after death. In some way, in a mystical way, that Scripture does not give us a lot of detail about, we go to be with God. Our spirits go to be with God. And we speak of heaven as a place in the presence of God, broadly speaking. So, though we can experience glimpses of heaven here and there'll be uh, heaven and earth will come together here. Yes, we are present with God when we die. But that's not the end. That's not the end of it. Then there is this green line, which represents resurrection. And so here what we have in our resurrected life is a new heaven. and new earth. Heaven and earth will come together. This was the intention of the work in the garden. That heaven and earth were to be together. God's 
presence with us, God dwelling among us in this um, earth was meant to be the way it was supposed to be. And so here we have in this new Genesis, uh, this resurrected life, a new heaven, a new earth coming together and God dwelling with us. And so N.T. Wright will call this life after life after death. This is a life, yes, but this is the life that we are moving to, this life after life after death, where there is a new heaven and a new earth. We're giving new bodies. This entire material world is resurrected. This is where our hope is moving to. This is the basis, the grounding of Christian hope and the grounding of Christian mission. As we talk about resurrection, uh, the new heaven and new earth, there's a theological term for this. We call it eschatology. This is the theological science of the last things or the last things of this present age. We think about resurrection, the new heaven and the new earth, all the dead being raised again and those who are present living being caught up with Christ. Heaven and earth coming together. And I believe this vision of the new heaven and new earth ought to shape our mission. Where we believe we're going ought to affect how we go about getting there. And so we, as an Easter people, ground everything that we do missionally in this idea of resurrection. When we think about making disciples of Christ for the transformation of the world, which is the mission statement for the United Methodist Church, we ground it in this idea of the new heaven and new earth as we seek to allow our minds to be conformed to the mind of Christ, as we allow our hearts and our hands, our, our spiritual being to be aligned with the work of Christ in the world, the imagination for that work is grounded in the resurrection. As we think about this idea of being for the transformation of the world, that too is grounded in our understanding of resurrection, of a, a new heaven and a new earth. We believe that God deeply values creation. And so we work to renew. We work to create beautiful things, things that are consistent with God, God's life in creation. We talked about this in the, the first sermon in the series that we are image bearers of God and so we reflect God's image into the world to create connection and new life and flourishing. 
I've seen this when I've been on mission with my siblings in Christ. I remember uh, in Texas, we would have this thing for youth groups called UM Army, where we'd go as uh, a group of people at another kind of army. We'd go as a group of people to uh, a town uh, in Texas, and we worked to repair roofs and build wheelchair ramps and, and do gardening in the homes of people who could not otherwise afford any of these repairs. Again, all this was grounded in the idea of a new heaven and a new earth, of, of resurrection, of renewal. So we were working shoulder to shoulder with our, our siblings in Christ to repair and to build. All of this was about reflecting God's character in the world as we created connection and built new things to create new life and, and flourishing. Now, this has been the case as we worked shoulder to shoulder uh, here in our church when we used to go to Panama uh, together and, and to co-work with Christians who were there and co-work with Christ who's already there engaging in work. And all of that work was meant to create connection and, and new life and flourishing. It's the same that we do here as we work with our ministry partners locally. It's what the ministry of the church is grounded in. As we talk about things like building radical kinship, being a community of kinship here at our church, also grounded in an understanding of resurrection, of a new heaven and a new earth. Spiritual community is a community of reconciliation. Father Greg Boyle talks about this so well, and I know we talk about him in the work of Homeboy Industries often here at our church. They talk about kinship so well. Again, this idea of working shoulder to shoulder with your siblings in Christ. At Homeboy, they bring people who were enemies together, parts of enemy gangs together. And they work alongside one another, and enemies become friends. Those walls of division that divided people melt away. And what is left is kinship in Christ. The work that we do to, to love God, to uh, love and serve our neighbor, uh, to build Christian community, work of, of kinship. It's all grounded in our understanding of resurrection, new heaven, new earth, connection, life, and flourishing. I pray that we will be this people that practices resurrection. My challenge for you this week is to practice resurrection, just as Wendell Berry wrote in his poem. So what does that practically look like? Well, there's a modern Franciscan brother named Thomas who captures the sentiments that I want to convey so very well. 
He says, sometimes resurrection looks like having the courage to get out of bed. Sometimes it is answering the phone and talking to the person you'd rather not talk to. Perhaps it is stretching your legs and going for a walk or picking up that paintbrush that has been sitting there waiting for you to come back to it. Maybe resurrection is letting go and accepting the fact that we can't control things or fix them. Maybe resurrection is a nap or a smile or a dozen cookies left on the doorstep of a neighbor's house. Practicing resurrection is the act of reaching towards anything that will give you life. And in a world that is being smothered by death and hopelessness, that reaching toward life is revolutionary. It is defiant. I pray that you would engage in the defiant and surprising hope that is belief in a new heaven and a new earth. I pray that each of us will practice resurrection. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.